I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever. Hey, look, I, I never wanted to start using. I, I knew the drill, but I was out of options. I, I just want to tell him it's not your fault. There are people out there who can help. People who have felt your pain. They know what you're going through. This has to stop. I, I'm losing everything. Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-378-3508. 800-378-3508. That's 800-378-3508. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. again folks it's sports overnight america i am fred you could email us at sportsfred at aol.com sportsfred at aol.com with you on uh, talking all kinds of sports the economic side of sports political side of sports all kinds of sports we are heard everywhere and i mean everywhere sirius 217 xm 203 all the apps american forces gals and guys you stay healthy we're on sports byline sports map radio stations like KSP HP 1400 in Las Vegas, Nevada. We'll be joined by the guys, Mark Mancini, uh, the world's worst sports handicapper. Mm-hmm. Art Source is 126 years of age, former kicker for the Rams and the Trojans. Matthew DeBoss, uh, Lords of the Gridiron 2, Pro Football's Greatest Coaches. It's quite a book. It's a heavy book. And uh, we'll talk about, uh, according to uh, Matthew, who might have been the greatest coaches in the history of the National Football League. Speaking about the National Football League, 70 years and finally out. No more Pro Bowl. Well, they'll play flag football. Uh, They're worried about injuries. And uh, more than that, they're worried that nobody cares about the darn Pro Bowl. I will tell you more, more stories about that later on Sports Overnight America. All right, so no Pro Bowl, but we might get Saudi Arabian golf on Fox. Now, one side says, yeah, Fox about to uh, make a deal with the Saudi Arabian golf tournaments, and there'll be 13 or 14 next year. But uh, the other side says there's no deal in place. But it's not your usual situation. Usually, the network would pay the Big Ten or the Pac-12. But in this case... Saudi Arabia is going to pay Fox and Fox, of course, wanting the money. Uh, This world is based on greed. Uh, Apparently, they're going to take it uh, if the uh, numbers are right. So we'll talk about that. Talking about numbers. All right. Aaron Judge, his 60th home run. Somebody got it. Would you give it to Aaron Judge? Let me just put it to you this way. Mickey Mantle baseball card in 1952 just went for $12 million. So maybe the 60th home run might go for, I don't know, 50,000, 100,000. Are you going to give Aaron Judge the ball? Now, Aaron Judge gave 61 to his mom, which is fantastic. But what I'm saying is, if you're just a fan, uh, you have no idea what the 60th home run might uh, make you if you put it up uh, and people can bid on it. I think it's a tremendous amount of money that you might be blowing. Would you give it? to Aaron Judge. I'm going to talk to Mark and Art about that and talk to Matthew DeVos and talk to you all straight away on Sports Overnight America.
This special report is sponsored by Coca-Cola. Summer is here, and Burger King will help you beat the heat all season long with the newest frozen Fanta flavor. What is it, you ask? Well, the mystery has finally been solved. The newest frozen Fanta flavor is Strawberry Shortcake. Its color may be electric green, but this cool drink is packed with juicy, refreshing strawberry flavor. Easy for grab-and-go adventures. Frozen What the Fanta Strawberry Shortcake is your sidekick to summer. Whether you're headed to the park, the beach, the pool, or just trying to stay cool. Stop in or hit up the drive-thru at Burger King and try the chilling, thrilling, frozen What the Fanta Strawberry Shortcake for just $1 plus tax. It's no mystery that your refreshment is guaranteed. So go ahead, quench your thirst with a frozen What the Fanta Strawberry Shortcake for just $1 plus tax. Only at Burger King. Have it your way. Not valid in Alaska or Hawaii. This special report was brought to you by Coca-Cola. Progressive presents Forced Metaphors, about bundling your home auto and other vehicles. Any sports fan knows defense wins championships. Your championship is your boat, motorcycle, RV, or ATV. And your best defense is the round-the-clock protection offered by Progressive, which is like having a goalie, a 7-foot shot-blocking specialist, and a linebacker all wrapped into one. Which, to circle back, means you're going to win the championship. Because, you know, defense. Forced Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. Are you looking for solutions for health and wellness at home? Please visit antiagingbed.com. They are on a mission to use proven technology to provide you with healthy solutions to many conditions that affect all of us physically and mentally. Use promo code wellness for your discount. Antiagingbed.com. Technology proven to help you feel your best. Use promo code wellness, antiagingbed.com. Feel your best. Staples has everything for school at great prices. So this year, you won't go back to school. You'll be ready to move forward into art class. A four-foot replica of the Statue of Liberty using elbow macaroni. With glue and art supplies from Staples. By tomorrow. This week, Crayola 24-count crayons, Staples comp books, and two-pocket poly folders are each just 50 cents. Get everything on your list at amazing prices. This year, go forward to school with Staples. Shop in-store, online, or buy online and pick up in-store. Ends 910, limit 30. If this were a Reese's TV ad, you'd be staring at a Reese's peanut butter cup. And sure, my voice is peanut buttery smooth, but still, you need to see the peanut butter cups, right? No? I can really just say Reese's and you'll go get some? (laughs) Okay. Reese's. 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 Really working, actually. Reese's. Reese's. This, I'm on to something. Reese's. 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 Hey, welcome back, everybody. It is Sports Overnight America, now joined by the guys, the world's worst sports handicapper. Maybe the universe's worst uh, sports, sports handicapper, Mark Mancini, an art source, former kicker for the Rams and the Trojans of USC. So I opened the show talking about the fact that uh, Aaron Judd's uh, 61st home run uh, went into uh, uh, the Toronto had it. They gave it to uh, uh, Aaron Judge, who gave it to his mom, his uh, greatest, you know, greatest person in your life is your mother no question about that but the 60th home run somebody out there has it and people are screaming give it there and judge give it there and judge and i said hey the mickey mantle baseball card 1952 just sold for 12 million dollars so mark you're a very religious guy you're in the outfield you're in the uh, stands 
when Judge hits home run number 60, you catch the ball. Are you going to give it to Aaron Judge or are you going to try to sell it or keep it all your life or sell it for fifty or $100,000 or something like that? Mr. Mancini, let's find out what you have to say. Well, first of all, I've seen the hardest things in baseball and the easiest things are now being a pain in my rear end. At the ball game the other day, couldn't catch the foul ball again. But I will tell you this, I'm going to hold it for the Pittsburgh Pirates job. I'll give the ball back if I can work for my Pittsburgh Pirates. So you won't you won't give it back is what you're saying, correct? Well, I give it back and then I get the Pirates. It comes back twofold when you give it. I don't need the twelve million. I just need the job with the Pirates. All right, uh, Art uh, Source, would you give it back? I'll take the twelve million. <laughs> no, no, the ball, the ball, the ball's not worth twelve. No, the ball's not worth. I know, 12. but we don't even know what the ball's worth. I mean, the, the ball's but. Everything is up is in the collection business right now, sports collection business. So fifty, seventy, a hundred thousand, it's worth yeah. something, no question. The you know what? I, I, is worth more, but the sixty. I tell you what, really I think the guy, that, the, the guy that that almost had Brady's last touchdown pass, I think he had it right. He gave the ball to Brady, and then Brady, being the class act that he was, said, "Look, we're going to get you some tickets. We're going to get you some other stuff. You know, a bunch of neat things that come with it." You know, if you lay low and, you, you know, you, you do the right thing, yeah. things come to you. So I think that's a special thing for the athlete itself. Um, you know, I, I really believe that, uh, you know, that's it's kind of a Pollyanna view of it. But that's what I would actually do, because, you know, contrary to the rest of the world, I'm not run by greed. Yeah, that's a magic word that we talk about all the time right here on Sports Overnight America. All right. Minor League Baseball this year and soon to be Major League Baseball timer clock for the pitchers. Minor League Baseball saved a total 25 minutes per game. I'm going to say this for the 100th time on Sports Overnight America. Not once have I cared about how long a game went at my Dodger Stadium when I'm 16, when I first got my license. Unless it was a nine to one game, I'm staying to the end. Artie, I think Rob Manfred's destroying the game, hurting the game. I think part of the game is the excitement of watching the pitcher twitch or whatever he has to do on the mound and get ready to throw the next pitch. Your comments about 25 minutes that were saved or lost, depending on how you look at it, as far as uh, baseball is concerned. You know, when we grew up watching baseball, the players ran on and off the field, Fred. And I watch baseball today, and one of my big arguments and gripes is they don't hustle. Okay, if you just at the end of the third out of the inning, if you get your glove or your guy, let's say you're at second base, your buddy brings the glove out, you hustle out to your position. The pitcher takes his seven warm ups. You're ready to go. You know, but one of the things that bothers me is the bigger bases. Okay, I I don't quite understand that. If anything, I would go back to the old bases because when it rains, those rubber covered bases get real slippery, cause a lot of injuries. All right. That's the thing that bothers me. The shift, you know, you ought to be able to play your nine players wherever the hell you want to play your nine players if you're the manager of the baseball team. And the biggest problem I have is uh, your time limit here or the throws over to first base. Okay, let's say you got Maury Wills, the late Maury Wills at first base, and you know he's going to steal. He comes set, you throw over. Another time you throw over. Now, the third time you can't throw over. Do you think he might steal on that third pitch? No, you can throw over, but you got to get him out, or it's a box. Okay, well, there you go, or he gets to go to second. All right, all right, but but now, folks, 
Artie's 126 years of age, so perhaps he's got a slanted view. Let's go to a younger guy, Mark Mancini. Mark, on a scale of 1 to 10, how would you rate Rob Manfred's job as commissioner of baseball? Three. The first, you know, I, I, I just don't like what these guys have done, and I'll take it even further. And you guys can remember, I don't even like the netting. I was totally against the netting in baseball because now, you know, that's that, that, that was never part of the game either. So, I mean, it's just crazy to see this thing that, you know, what, what this guy is doing with baseball. Folks, you have any comments? Sportsfred at AOL.com. Sportsfred at AOL.com. After 70 years, no Pro Bowl. Mark? A lot of times it was in Southern California, Los Angeles. I went many times when I was very young. My dad uh, knew some people. Sometimes we're on the sidelines. The Pro Bowl, are you disappointed it's no longer here? Yeah, I like it. You know, I did, I haven't been to one of those things, but I like it. It was, you know, the week before the Super Bowl or after the Super Bowl, a little get-together. You wouldn't have the uh, teams that participated in the game, but, you know, it was in L.A., it was in Hawaii. It's unbelievable what's uh, going on here and. You know, this guy is kind of following Rob Manford as Roger Goodell. What are you doing, man? All right, Art Source, you kicked for the Rams. Uh, Pro Bowl, as a kid, you live in Southern California. How many times did you go? Are you going to miss the Pro Bowl, Art Source? I actually, yeah. Um, uh, that was one of my greatest thrills. Is my dad My dad knew uh, George Allen fairly well, and uh, we got to go down, and I think it was 71, and I was on the field. And I got to watch Gary Premium and Kurt Knight, who was kicking at the time for the for the Redskins. And I knew how well I could kick as a young guy. And I watched these guys who were Pro Bowl kickers. And for the first time in my life, I said, you know, wow, I have a chance to do this someday because I'm 14 years old. And, you know, I can't quite kick as good as these guys, but I'm close. And I love the game myself. And see, one of the things I always thought was, when before these guys made outlandish money, the Pro Bowl was something of an honor because the winning team would get like seventy five hundred bucks and the losing team would get five grand. And that was when twenty five hundred bucks was a lot of money. So, I mean, it gave these guys a chance, you know, to maybe not have to work in the offseason as school teachers or whatever they all did in those days. So, I, you know, I'm kind of hurt. I understand why they're doing it. Juries and the fact that it has turned into a two hand touch football game now. But I guess they're going to have a week-long celebration of the game, have the players running patterns for the fans. They kind of did it this year in Las Vegas, uh, at the place where the where the uh, Las Vegas AAA team plays. So, I, you know, I could see both sides of the argument. I'm going to miss it. Uh, the tradition of the Pro Bowl was always something I enjoyed. All right. Uh, I think I've said this many times on the show. I'm going to say it again. My dad knew people. We lived in Southern California. So like five straight years, maybe from the age of nine to 13, I was on, I was at the Pro Bowl. Uh, two or th- two times we were actually on the sideline with the players. The other times we were in the stands. My dad thought he was doing me a favor. And, he, you know, he's, he was more baseball fan than football, but he did it for me. But I had to tell my mom, can you tell dad? I really don't want to go. I'm not enjoying any of this. I don't care about it. I was happy when it went to Honolulu. I have no reason to ever go to a football game. And, Fred, so are the players, by the way. Wow. And that reminds me of the story about Bill Cowher's kids. He lost the championship game so many times. 
that the kids were actually rooting because they got a trip to Hawaii because the, the losing coaches in the championship games were the coaches in the Pro Bowl. <laughs> Folks, I don't know if you've, had, if you've had the opportunity to go or many times have you watched on TV. After 70 years, are you going to miss the Pro Bowl? Sportsfred at AOL.com, sportsfred at AOL.com. Hey, later in the show, we're going to talk, uh, talk to Matthew DeBoss. He wrote Lords, the Gridiron 2. You can pick it up at Amazon.com, major bookstores. Pro football's greatest coaches, the top 50 uh, football coaches, pro football coaches of all time. And, of course, we'll be back uh, straight away with the Baron Sports Trivia, all straight away right now on Sports Overnight America. Do you need to sell your home? If you've sold a home before, you remember how stressful and expensive it was. Sold.com is here to help you sell your home for the most money and with the least amount of stress. There are new ways to sell your home that you've never heard of before. Did you know there are companies who will offer you cash for your home? Did you know you could trade in your home for a new one? Did you know there are realtors who will sell your home for a flat fee instead of an expensive commission? It's true. Sold.com services are free. So if you're looking to sell, make this free phone call right now and learn how your next home sale can be faster and easier than you ever thought possible. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 800-449-1759-800-449-1759-800-449-1759. Again, that's 800 449 1759. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845-800-760-1845-800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down, 800-593-7491. That's 800-593-7491. When you call, you'll speak with a Social Security disability expert and get a free evaluation to see if you may qualify for disability insurance benefits from the U.S. government. That's right, a monthly cash payment paid directly to you from the Social Security Administration. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied disability benefits, call now. The disability attorneys at Pinnacle Disability can help you build your case, file an appeal, and represent you at no upfront cost to you. 
Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now. Hey, welcome back, everybody. It is uh, Sports Overnight America. You can email us at sportsfred at AO.com. Later, Matthew Diabas, uh, author of Lords of the Gridiron 2, Pro Football's Greatest Coaches, will make an appearance. And you might have some thoughts about that. You can email us again at sportsfred at AOL.com. Right now, though, it's time for Baron Sports Trivia, where I try to find out what these guys uh, know in the middle of the night. And uh, Art, of course, being 126 years of age, takes different pills, legal ones, of course, to stay awake and to answer the questions. And he switches. He alternates. Artie, what are you taking this week on uh, Sports Overnight America? I've got Awaken, and I found some new Prevagens that are chewable. And they're actually pretty <laughs> darn good. I kind of like them. You know, I had one of those about 20 minutes ago, and then I forgot when I had the uh, the Awaken. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mark, are you ready for question number one? Oh, yeah. Ready to live up to that slogan. Well, what's the slogan, Mark? So people can... World's, uh, wor- world's worst handicapper that you coined. You should do like Pat Riley and Pat in that. The three right. huh? yeah. Let's see. Let's see what let's see if you can answer these questions. Uh, Mark's first. First NBA player with fifteen thousand assists. First NBA player who had fifteen thousand assists in his career. Oscar Robertson. Uh, the big O, Oscar Robertson. Why do you say Oscar? Oh, I love my Milwaukee Bucks. Oscar was my second favorite player of all time behind Elgin Baylor. Uh, uh, Bobby Danridge, Lucius Allen, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Larry Costello coaching him. Fear right, the so, deer. So Mark says it's uh, – um, who'd you say it was? Oscar, Oscar Robertson. Robertson, the big O. He actually gave a kidney for his daughter uh, yeah. years ago. Um, Art, uh, is uh, that the answer? Oscar Robertson, first NBA player with 15,000 assists. I was going to go with him or Bill Sharman. And I'm going to go, I'm going to go with, with Mark Mancini tonight. <laughs> I go with the big O. Okay. So you're both wrong. Um, <laughs> Can I get a guy, second shot? This guy played at Gonzaga. Oh, it's Stockton. John Stockton, 15,000 assists, very first yeah. NBA player to do so. So what did Oscar guys, wind up with, 14,999? Yeah, yeah, he, he was pretty good. I, you know, let me say, Oscar, in Sport Magazine years ago, he was interviewed, and uh, he said, uh, you know, um, I make sure that Jerry Lucas and Jack Twyman are fed early in the game. So in the fourth quarter, when we really need it, they allow me to take over. He was a very smart that. player. Besides being physically gifted, he yeah. was a very mentally a, a sharp uh, NBA player. And as Fred, as you ever I interviewed just... him? What? Never, uh, interviewing him or talking to him, very quiet, mild-mannered guy. Yes. And again, my second favorite player right behind Elgin Baylor. John Stockton got in trouble last year. It was the year before. I think it was last year. Uh, yeah. He was not wearing a mask. At the Gonzaga games, he still lives up there in Spokane. I think and his kid they, plays for him. And they took away his uh, he passes. They took away his free passes. Already, Already have any thoughts about that? 
Well, you know, I mean, a lot of these athletes, as we know, they march to, you know, a different set of drummers. And, uh, you know, if you're in a big crowd, I gotta, I gotta believe, you know, you have to do the right thing, but then again, who am I to judge someone else? All right. Uh, Baron sports trivia this time. Art source gets a shot. Who did Miami defeat in the Super Bowl to keep their undefeated streak going? Which club did they defeat? Oh, Dub Mark, oh, it's Art's turn. It's Art's turn I for got this one. I remember the score, too. Let's see. It was in the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum. Uh-huh. A, little, a little, little Cypress kicker came in to try to kick a field goal, and a Cal State Fullerton guy by the name of Mike Bass returned it for a touchdown. So it was the Washington Redskins in the yeah. Super Bowl. That's who they beat. And do you know the score? What? What was the score? 14 to 7. Was it? Yes, it was. Great. Call. Okay, let me ask you guys, let me ask you guys a question. I mean, it's tougher now. You have to play more games to go undefeated. So does that record mark first? Does that record mean a whole lot when nowadays it's harder to go undefeated because you got at least two or maybe two or three extra games because you have to play more playoff games uh, and regular season game. You know, at 17, when they were playing, was 14. Before that, it was 12. So mark your comments about that. Well, I'll tell you, records are uh, – and, and they're set not to be broken, and nobody's breaking the Miami Dolphins record, just like nobody's breaking 25 straight years, the Detroit Red Wings in the playoffs, Atlanta Braves, 14 division titles. These things are set in stone. I don't think they're they, – you know – and you could take Barry Bonds' 73. I don't think anybody's breaking that record either. All right, Art, do you think that uh, with the fact that uh, they played 14 games, uh, Miami did, now it's 17 games, they didn't have to play as many uh, playoff encounters. Is, is that record mean anything? Does that record mean a lot to you? Uh, that record a- means a lot to me because they did have to win three playoff games, okay, including the Super Bowl. So I look at that one much like, you know, other records. But now in the old days in the NFL, like we talked about over the years, you said, you know, you won your division title, you went to the Super Bowl or the championship game. So that's a little different. But I will tell you this, um, years years from now, they're going to talk about that New England Giants game where uh, Tyree caught the ball on top of his head. I mean, the odds on that happening, if that doesn't happen, they will. They go. I believe what eighteen and zero or something yeah. of that nature. Yeah. And so, I mean, that's another great team. But you know, I give a lot of credit to Don Shula and that that Super Bowl team. And there's not a lot of them left right now. I happen to have a good friend of mine, Mercury Morris, who's still with us. Yeah. And uh, and he he really says, you know, the further they go along, he kind of misses all the teammates getting together when one of the teams in the NFL finally loses. And they used to, you know, toast to champagne. And but yeah, that was a special season for the for the Dolphins. I was a huge uh, Bonacani fan. You know, Nick Bonacani was just I wore eighty five in high school and thirteen in college because of that. But uh, yeah, that was a pretty special team. All right, back to Baron Sports Trivia on Sports Overnight America. And Mark, you're first here. Uh, Mark's younger, uh, so Art's got an advantage here. What NCAA football school won the most games from 1920 through 1929? Mark, what NCAA football school won the most games from 20 to 29? 
They actually won 87 games. You think about that, it's pretty fantastic. They're only played nine or 10 in a season. So Mark, who uh, might have won the most games collegiately between 1920 and 1929? Michigan. <laughs> Is that a guess? or That's a good guess, actually. Yeah, Michigan. Because <laughs> they've right, won so the most think. games, I believe. <laughs> so you're, you're saying Michigan, the Wolverine. Art, you agree or disagree? <laughs> I disagree. I think it's Army. You think it's uh, Army? Why Army? Well, Did they play I that mean, many games in a season? Well, they in those days they were pretty dominant. Um, you know, I could be wrong. I was also thinking possibly Fordham with the seven blocks of granite, but uh, I, I just decided I'd go with Army because they used to play in Yankee Stadium against uh, Notre Dame. And you know those that, that was the great uh, New Rockney team. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with my guns and go with the uh, West Point Army. Uh, uh, um, Art, where did you go to school? Uh, the University of Spoiled Children. Uh, fight on! <laughs> oh, they, won 80, they won 87 games between 1920 and 1929. Art, they didn't wow. tell you that. They didn't tell you that right away. No, but I, I do know. Was that under Jess Hill? Yeah. Yeah. He was a you know, damn good football coach. That was funny because I had a run in feud with a guy telling me how many people Ohio State sent to the NFL more so than USC. I said, when was the mm. last time Ohio State had a great quarterback in the NFL besides a riverboat gambler named Arch Leister? <laughs> he was a good gambler and only lost how many? Uh... All right. Uh, First quickly. never. Okay, yeah. Quickly. Quickly. This is for Art. Um, First NFL running back with uh, 20 touchdowns on the ground. First NFL running back with 20 touchdowns on the ground. Art Source, who might that have been? I got this. You got this one? I think I'm going to go go with Eric Dickerson. Eric Dickerson, SMU and the Rams and everybody else. uh, uh, Mark, I wanted to say I wanted to say Marion Damn Molly, the but... man Cunningham, USC to New England. What? Sam the man Cunningham from the Trojans to the Patriots. Well, the answer um, he played for the Washington Commanders, actually the Redskins. Who might that have been? John, John Riggins. Riggins. John Riggins scored twenty-four touchdowns in nineteen eighty-three. And, and what did he say to the Supreme Court Justice? Sandy, baby, you got to loosen up. <laughs> but, but then he apologized, didn't he, later afterwards? I think he did, yeah. All right, we're going to take a break and come back uh, with uh, Matthew Diabas, Lords of the Gridiron 2, Pro Football's Greatest Coaches. Then we'll come back and uh, talk to the guys about Monday Night Football, the Rams at the San Francisco 49ers. 49ers, last time I checked, like a point and a half favorite. We'll talk to the guys and talk to Matthew all straight away on Sports Overnight.
Progressive's Home Court Explorer lets you easily compare our direct rates with multiple companies. Now that we've covered something you could do, it's time for sports stuff you definitely could not do. If you were head coach, you would not have gone for it on fourth down. Your confidence in your play calling ability might be a little overblown, considering you're barely confident in which restaurant to order takeout from, let alone choosing a play in front of 70,000 screaming fans. But you definitely can use Progressive's Home Court Explorer to easily compare rates. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. TrackPhone wants to know, are you an influencer, a big live streamer? No? Then guess what? You don't need an endless data plan. Get just the right amount of data with TrackPhone's $40 unlimited talk and text smartphone plan. Now with 8 gigs of high-speed data and unlimited carryover. On America's largest, most dependable network, now with 5G. Get the data you need at the price you want. TrackPhone Wireless. Now you're in control. Available at major retailers. 5G-compatible device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. See terms and conditions at trackphone.com. If you work remote, Staples has you covered. Stylish office decor to turn my finished basement into a complete workspace solution. Staples has you covered. A desk that's all business, but not too businessy. Staples has you covered. And now at Staples, take up to 50% off select chairs and up to 75% off select desks. Plus, with 25% off Staples furniture support, we'll assemble your new furniture and guarantee it against wear and defects. Explore solutions for your remote workspace at Staples. Ends 9-3 in-store only. This view was worth a hike. Right? And it's a good way to stay on top of my health. Yes, I'm Cologuard, a prescription colon cancer screening option for people 45 plus at average risk. Have you screened for colon cancer? Not yet. Don't wait. It's more treatable when caught in early stages. Tell me more. Cologuard is non-invasive and it's used at home. It detects altered DNA in your stool to find 92% of colon cancers. 92%? Yep, even those in early stages. This was seen in a clinical study with patients 50 and older. Any positive result should be followed by a diagnostic colonoscopy. False positive and negative results may occur. Cologuard is not a replacement for colonoscopy in high-risk patients. Do not use if you have had adenomas, have inflammatory bowel disease and certain hereditary syndromes, or a personal or family history of colon cancer. Most insured patients pay $0. Ask your provider or an online prescriber if Cologuard is right for you. Or visit Cologuard.com. I'm in. You know what a booster shot can be like? Charging a cell phone. Just like a cell phone charger helps restore your battery, a booster is given after a primary series vaccination to enhance or restore protection against COVID-19, which wanes over time. Boosters are recommended for people five years and older. Schedule a booster appointment as soon as eligible. You can even make the appointment on your phone, as long as it's charged. Sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech. Welcome back, everybody. Sports Overnight America continues. You can email us at sportsfred at AO.com, sportsfred at AO.com. Brand new book, Lords of the Gridiron 2, written by Matthew Diabas, and uh, he's our guest. You can pick up the book, major bookstores everywhere, Amazon.com. And, of course, uh, Matthew also wrote uh, Lords of the Gridiron as far as college football coaches are concerned. This is pro football's greatest coaches. And, Matthew, welcome to the show. Thank you, Fred. It's great to be here. It's an honor and a privilege. Thank you. So you're a sports historian, and you've written four books now. This one is really interesting because 
again, folks, it's pro football's greatest coaches, Lords of the Gridiron 2. When I started following sports uh, when I was very young, the uh, franchise club would have been the Green Bay Packers. So I think I would have gone for Vince Lombardi as numero uno. You did not. You went for somebody else. First of all, uh, tell us about the analytics. What analytics did you use to decide the top football, top 50 pro football coaches of all time? Basically, it's based on uh, regular season winning percentages and how a team performed in the playoffs. What I did was, I uh, it's a sliding scale. So if your winning percentage is like five zero one, you know, uh, then it would be a very low uh, plus point percentage. Whereas if you had, you know, if you had a perfect season like the Dolphins did in seventy two, it'd be much higher. So the higher your winning, your regular season winning percentage was, the more plus points you got. You also got additional plus points for finishing in first place in your division, earning a playoff appearance, uh, earning a berth in the Super Bowl, and then, of course, winning the Super Bowl was the ultimate prize. Is the ultimate prize. Uh, conversely, it's, uh, it's also a plus-minus system because that was one of my breakthroughs when I wrote my very first book, Bench Bosses, the NHL Coaching Elite, which came out seven years ago. My discovery was if you can quantify success, you can also quantify failure. So what I did was I also had a sliding scale for like losing seasons where if your winning percentage was like um, uh, ab- between above a point one zero zero and below point one four nine, you had 10 points taken away from you. If you finished in, if you failed to make the playoffs, you lost one point. If you finished in last place in your division, you, you lost six points. And also if you lost the Super Bowl, you lost 14 points. It's, it's symmetrical and balanced. And what I did was I ran all the eligible NF, uh, pro football coaches of a minimum of five seasons through that system, and the end result is the book there. And basically, it's, you know, it rewards those uh, that, you know, uh, who won consistently. Now, you ask, why wasn't Vince Lombardi the greatest of all time? My, my explanation is this. He, simply, he only coached 10 seasons. And that, and the three, and the, uh, and the men who were bu- ranked above them, uh, Belichick, Hallis, and Paul Brown, all co- coached much longer, you know, uh, careers. Hallis coached forty seasons. Belichick above twenty, you know, above twenty. Uh, Paul Brown above twenty. I think if Vince Lombardi had coached like uh, fifteen to twenty seasons, oh, he would be way, 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 way up there. It's just his lack of longevity. That's the only reason for it. It just he didn't last long enough. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, because of that. And, I can um, you, dear boss, Lords of the Gridiron 2, pick it up major bookstores everywhere, pick it up Amazon.com. Art Source, uh, kick for the Rams uh, and the Trojans of USC, and Art's got some opinions here. Now, Art, I talked to him before the show, indicated that uh, he would have gone for uh, Vince Lombardi also. Artie, uh, uh, you heard uh, uh, Matthew's comments, the length of uh, Lombardi's career was just not that long. Your comments. Well, it reminds me a little bit of John Madden. He's in the same situation. You know, they were prolific winners in their time. But, uh, you know, when you die of stomach cancer, it's it's kind of hard to coach a long time. So that was a tough situation for uh, for Vince. My dad played for Vince Lombardi. He used to carry his bags at Fordham. And in terms of the impact that he had on human beings, you know, whether it was on the field or off the field, he had a great impact on his players and a lot of people in the world. And uh, I also got to meet Paul Brown when I lived in Columbus, Ohio. 
And, and Paul Brown was an incredible man. I mean, I've spent some time with Bill Walsh, the late Bill Walsh. And Bill Walsh said that the things that Paul Brown instituted in professional football and as a coach at Ohio State are legendary. And uh, I was just wondering, nobody's been able to really put a definitive number, Matthew, on uh, how many titles were credited to Paul Brown. Because, I mean, the old American football conference and then the NFL, Otto Graham. Did he have like seven world titles? Is, is that correct if you combine both leagues? Yes, when you combine both, uh, he did win seven championships, four with the AAFC and three with the NFL. But even if you take away what he did in the AAFC, the fact that he appeared in six consecutive NFL championship games, which was never equal, not even Lynn Lombardi came to that, is absolutely stupendous. Um, the fact that, you know, he won three of three, uh, I mean, it, it's still a pretty, it's, it's still amazing in that regard. I mean, he averged, I mean, Bill Walsh was right. Paul Brown literally invented modern day pro football coaching as we know it. The, ter- the idea of, uh, as a football, co- a pro coach, as a teacher, uh, the co- using of signal guards, uh, the fact that he uh, really emphasized uh, field goal kicking, whereas before it was, it was a haphazard exercise, but he, he really used professionalism with Lou Gro- the late Lou Groza as his place kicker there, one of the finest in you know, NFL history. Uh, the fact that he you know, helped break the color bar in 1946 when he signed, Mar- you know, he had Marion Motley, Bill Willis, you know, uh, signing African-American players and giving them opportunities to, to shine, whereas before, uh, before 1946, uh, they were not allowed to play in the NFL. Uh, I think it really helped you know, improve the game immensely. Heck, he was trying to use radio headsets. He was using crude radio headsets, but the technology just wasn't there in those days. Now they use them today. I mean, he was so way ahead of his time. I mean, he, as I said, he invented pro uh, football coaching as we know it today. Yeah, I also got to know Sid Gilman really, really well. And, and Sid Gilman spoke so effusively about Paul Brown. And isn't it amazing that the American Football League, when you look back at its inception with some of the people that were involved in that league, whether it's Weeb Eubank, whether it's uh, Sid Gilman, Paul Brown, I mean, Al Davis. It's amazing how that small league that came up against the NFL produced such a legion of great coaches. I mean, it amazes me, Matthew. But I think the thing was, they, they wanted to make, make a footprint in, in American sports consciousness. The AFL had to be daring. That's why they gave men like Sid Gilman, Hank Stram, Weed Eubank, Paul Brown, ample space to let them weave their coaching magic. And, of course, Gilman altered pro football with his passing, uh, with his passing patterns and all that. I mean, he made it possible for Don Coriel to take Sid Gilman's theories and expand them to even greater proportions. And, of course, Don Coriel's successor, Mark, Mike Marks, and others took those concepts and even expanded the, 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 the envelope even further than that. So it's part of a continuum. And, you know, Coriel is definitely featured in my book, along with John Madden. I mean, you mentioned earlier, yeah, John Madden got great results with his Oakland Raider team. But, you know, he had horrible luck in the postseason. He only earned that one Super Bowl appearance. And is it four or five times he lost the AFC Conference Championship game? I mean, he lost the AFL Championship game in 69. He lost the AFC Conference thing in 70. Uh, he lost it in the 73. The immaculate reception. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, it's 72. But, I mean, four or five times he was one win away from reaching the Super Bowl and they just couldn't do it. I mean, that's why John, I didn't have John Mann in the top ten because of those failures there. I mean, you know, those big ones, he did lose his fair share of big ones there. And it told against him. Matthew, let me interrupt you for a second. Talking to Matthew Diabas, Lords of the Gridiron 2, uh, Amazon.com, major bookstores everywhere. Folks, if you're into pro football, you pick this book up. The point is, though, if you're Paul Brown, coaching when he started with the Browns, you only had to win one game. If you won your league, you won your division, you're in the championship game. By the time Madden was here, you had to win a couple games. Now you got to win like four in some cases. So it's tough to really rate somebody on how he did in the playoffs when he's got it or how many times he didn't get to the Super Bowl when it took more games to get there. Your thoughts? Well, I I didn't really deal with that. I just dealt with what they actually did. I mean, either you win or you lose. I mean – you, even before the pre-Super Bowl era, you had some coaches who had trouble in the postseason, like Steve Owens and the New York Giants, who coached in the 30s and the 40s and the early 50s. You know, he lost six NFL championship games. You know, that's still, the, that's still the NFL record for the most championship game losses. It's never been surpassed and all that. I mean, even in the pre-Super Bowl era, you had some coaches who just couldn't, who just couldn't win those big ones. Good Gilman. You know, all of his champ, all of his post, uh, all of his postseason game appearances were in the pre-Super Bowl era. You know, he lost five championship games. He lost the 1955 NFL championship game. Then he lost four AFL championship games in 60, 61, 64, and 65. I mean, that's one of the reasons why I have Sid Gilman in the 40s, uh, ranking in the 40s. There, you know, is because of his poor luck in postseason competition. I know you have uh, multiple, you've got multiple rounds, but still it comes down to, you know, how, what, how did you cope with it? I mean, can you win your big ones and all that? Yeah, I, um, I get that. When I, you say that. When you say that, Matt, it makes me, it reminds me of Marty Schottenheimer, who I thought was a great football coach who just had the most incredibly bad luck in playoffs. I mean, when yes. you tell a defensive back that you're going to intercept the pass, in a big playoff game against the Patriots, just fall down on fourth down or, or knock the ball down and the kid picks it up, you know, tries to run with it and, and Eddie Brown knocks it out of his hand and you wind up losing the game. I mean, that guy had some real snake bit situations. The Elway pass, the Ernest Biner fumble. Do you have Marty in the top 50 anywhere? Oh, absolutely. He's definitely featured in my book and, uh, uh, my chapter on him is quite substantial. I mean, I had some great interviews with Tim Grunhardt, who played for him, you know, with the Chiefs, and who gave me beautiful chapter and verse on Marty Schottenheimer. Oh, not only is he top 50, he's, he's, he ranks amongst the top 30, according to my calculations. I mean, his regular season value, which is one of my six categories, he was the ninth greatest NFL coach of all time in terms of regular season performance. But the, the fact that he couldn't get into the Super Bowl, I guess, in fact, I have this uh, term that I use, heartbreak coach, which is a coach who can get his team into the playoffs, but he can't get him a, a berth in the Super Bowl. Marty Schottenheimer is the greatest heartbreak coach in NFL history. 12 playoff appearances, and he could never earn a ticket to the Super Bowl. No other coach had more playoff failures than Schottenheimer did. Matthew, I've got to interrupt. We've got a minute left, and I've got to ask you this question. Dick Vermeil's yeah. in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. 
but he's not in the top 50. Length of his career, is that the reason? No, it's I, my calculation is not uh, – Dick Vermeil ranks, uh, let's see, uh, uh, 57th all-time. The reason is he was always taking on rebuilding efforts. Remember, he had some lean years in his first couple seasons with the Philadelphia Eagles. He had two horrible years, his first two years with Los Angeles. He actually lost 26 points off his career value, which damaged uh, his regular season value and his average season rating with the Rams. And then with the Kansas City Chiefs, he had three losing seasons with the Chiefs. That really damaged him enormously. But his biggest mistake was when he retired after winning the Super Bowl after the 1999 season, and he later admitted this, he said he should have stayed on, and he did. If he had and gotten the exact same results as his successor, Mike Martz, did, guess what? Dick Vermeer would rank in the top 50 and would have been featured in my book. It's just he, he had, you know, he had some very bad years with the Eagles and the Rams and the Kansas City Chiefs, and it damaged him in all six categories there. That's the reason why he's not amongst the top 50. Matthew Diabas, uh, I've enjoyed the book. Uh, Artie, go out and get the book. Uh, Mark, go out and get the book. Lords of the Gridiron 2, uh, Amazon.com, uh, uh, by Amazon, major bookstores everywhere. Matthew, thank you very much for appearing tonight on Sports Overnight America. Thank you a million, Ben. Uh, you take care and thanks a million. Thank you, Matthew. Talk to you all straight away on Sports Overnight. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. Most of us like to be out in the sun. That's why sunscreen and other safety measures are key to protecting your skin from aging and cancer. The FDA recommends using a sunscreen with a sun protection factor, or SPF, of 15 or higher. Also, look for broad spectrum on the label. That means both harmful ultraviolet A and B rays are blocked. UVA rays age the skin. UVB rays burn. And both cause cancer. But the perfect sunscreen doesn't count if you use it wrong. Don't need sunscreen on a cloudy day? Wrong. 80% of UV rays still get through the haze. Only use sunscreen at the beach? Nope. Anytime you're outside, UV rays attack the skin, so you need protection. And you have to reapply sunscreen every two hours. Remember, SPF plus broad spectrum equal healthy fun in the sun. Visit www.fda.gov sunscreen for more information. A message from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. Do you own a timeshare? Well, face the facts. You made a mistake. You made a bad purchase. A timeshare is not an investment. It's a money pit that continues forever. If you use your timeshare, that's great. But if you don't and you want to legally get out of your contract, 
Call my friends right now at the Timeshare Exit Hotline. They're an experienced team of lawyers who help good people like you get out of a timeshare contract that they just don't want. Don't throw away your money on maintenance fees. Use it for things you really want. We can help you end your timeshare contract and stop the money drain immediately. If you are ready to move on with your timeshare, call our team right now. Cancel your timeshare now with a free call. 800-824-5131 That's 800-824-5131 Hey, welcome back everybody to Sports Overnight America. I'm Fred. You email us sportsfred at AO.com sportsfred at AO.com Thank you, Matthew Diabas, Lords of the Gridiron 2, Pro Football's Greatest Coaches. And now... In our last segment uh, in this hour, uh, the Rams on Monday night up in San Francisco against the 49ers. 49ers coming off a loss. Rams coming uh, off a fortunate win, I think. Um, Mark, uh, 49ers a point and a half favorite at home. Who do you like? Mark Mancini on Monday night. Well, you know, I'm not a big fan of the Dodgers and Rams, so I'm going to go with the Niners. And I like Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, and they're five and one against these guys in their last six. I think they'll keep it going. I think the 49ers know what's at stake and, uh, they get up for the Rams. All right. Art source, uh, former kicker for the Rams. You have any comments about <laughs> your club up in San Francisco? I gotta tell you, it's tough to go to San Francisco and beat San Francisco in San Francisco. Um, you know, I look at that that NFC West, and for some reason, McVeigh has a has has an advantage over Kingsbury, but it looks like Kyle Shanahan has an advantage over McVeigh, and they came from the same coaching tree, the Mike Shanahan tree, which, by the way, Mark, you know, McDaniel's is doing a great job down in Miami this year. Did you hear what he did the other day, Fred? It was really funny. He thought somebody was filming the practices, so they put some plays together with twelve guys. <laughs> Wow. It was like hilarious. This guy is so ahead of the curve, but I'm going to take, I'm going to take uh, the 49ers and I'm going to take it under on this game as well, because I think the 49er defense has a way of keeping the Rams at bay and the Rams still need somebody to take the lid off the defense deep. You think they'll sign OBJ? Yes, I do. I still think Jalen Ramsey's in uh, Stefan Diggs's back pocket ever since week one. All right, for Mark, for Artie, for Mario, stay tuned all night long for more of Sports Overnight America.